Okay, so we're up to Daf Ayin Hey and Aleph. We're up to <clears throat> three lines in Tlasa Kra Betruma. If you've been following, which is not so easy for myself also, although I've been giving it, if you've been following Cheshman over the last Daf and a half, there are three psukin that aser a person who is Tomei from eating Truma, and they have to wait for it to be Tahar. Tlasa Kra Betruma Lomali. Those three psukim are Rashi brings down. Um, one is bekodshim lo yoichal adashiyitar. One is and kol nefesh asher lashon is the pasuk. I have it over here. Lashon the pasuk is nefesh ashatigaboy that a person shouldn't tum uh, shouldn't touch ishish mizera aron v'tzeroi zav bekodshim lo yoichal that a person who's sakayin is not allowed to touch him when he's tummy. We said that kodshim is really referring to truma. That's one. Number two. Is um, yeah. Number two is uba shemesh v'taher, which we also said is referring to uh, truma, and you have to wait for uh, for sunset for it to be truma. And the last one is we just got finished with a woman who's a yeledes. We said that a yeledes is only tara yimlois tahara that she's only tahar, then she could eat truma after that period of time. So it's three psokim. Telling you that you have to wait to become tahar to eat trumas. The question: Why do you need all three? So the Gemara says, You need all three. Why? If you just had the first pasuk that a kain tsarua izav bechol kaidish leisiga that he's not allowed to eat truma. All the pasuk says is that you're not allowed to eat truma in your tummy. It doesn't say how to become tahar. It doesn't say mikvah. It doesn't say sunset. It doesn't say karbanus. Therefore, the second pasuk says that you're tahar after nightfall. So the pasuk, so the first pasuk just says yitame. The second pasuk says that you you don't eat it until you tahar, which is at nightfall. And if it just said that you tahar at nightfall, I would say yeah, you don't have to wait to bring the carbon. Maybe it's only referring to a scenario where you're not chayiv to bring a carbon. Meaning, if all you had is the pasuk that says that you're not that you're not allowed that you don't have to wait until to bring a carbon to be tahar, that you're tahar to eat truma after sunset. I would say maybe you're only tahar to eat truma after sunset in a scenario where you don't have to bring a carbon but if you had to bring a carbon maybe you could only eat truma the next morning therefore the pasuk says by Yoledis who has to bring a carbon that she could eat truma at night which tells you that a person could always eat truma at nightfall you don't have to wait to bring a carbon the next day and for all the had was that pasuk Regarding Yeledes, have me feel blade I would say that maybe she could eat a car she could eat truma even without going to the mikvah. Maybe all you have to do is bring a carbon. Maybe you don't have to bring the mikvah. Go to the mikvah. Therefore, you need the pasuk, the second pasuk, which says yitar, uh, which is to matter yourself through a mikvah. That's why you need all three. Okay. Now, one of the psukim that we had in yesterday's daf regarding truma was uba shemesh v'taher, that at sunset you could. Uh, at sunset, which we translated as sunset, you could eat truma. And we said, how do we know that it's talking about at sunset you could eat truma? Maybe it's talking about eating it the next day after a carbon. So he said, because Tandavir uh, Abishmal, this Pasuk is referring to Zav Balshterius. It's referring to a Zav who saw twice. Meaning, so because he saw twice, he doesn't have to bring a carbon. So it's obviously not talking about bringing a carbon because we're talking about a tumma that does not require a carbon. Now, the truth is, there's a different version of Tandavir Abishmal which actually says that the Pasuk is referring to someone who needs to bring a carbon, meaning, according to his interpretation of the, uh, interpretation of the Pasuk, 
the Pasuk is actually saying that you have to wait, um, that you have to wait until the next morning to eat, until you actually bring a carbon. Meaning it's not talking about truma, because we said truma you could eat at sunset. It's talking about carbonos, it's talking about kodshim. And the one who disagrees is that according to him, the Pasuk is actually referring to someone who has to bring a carbon. And it means and it means that you can only eat the carbon. Meaning it's not talking about truma. There's two different options of what the Pasuk is talking about. Either it's talking about a person who doesn't need to bring a carbon, it's talking about truma. And it's saying that you could eat truma at night, or the pasuk is actually referring to someone who has to bring a carbon, and it's referring to kudshim, and it's you can only kudshim the next day. So there's two choices. Now, if you go with the choice that it's talking about kudshim, so in essence, now we have two psukim that tell us that to eat carbonus, you have to wait till the next day. This pasuk, and the other pasuk, trey koi bekudshim lavali, what do you need the two psukim? You have this pasuk. And you have the pasuk that says about uh, a this. So you have two psukim that a person cannot eat karbanas and a until you bring the carbon. So tzricha, you need both. Again, one is by yeledes and one is by a zav. Why do you need both? If the pasuk just said that by yeledes that she has to wait into, to eat karbanas until the next day until she brings a carbon, I would say mishum demruba tumasa because her tum is very great. A yeledes is tame for for uh, eighty days. By a, a female baby, that's a very very long tumma. Avil bezav emaloi, but a zav who's only tummy for seven days, maybe you're not, maybe you, you could eat kachim uh, before you bring a carbon. Because rachman bezav, and if the pasuk had just said by a zav that you have to wait, I would say the loy hotem mechlaloi. Avil yeledes emaloi tzricha. I would actually say that maybe a zav has to wait until he's tahar until he brings a carbon to eat kachim, but a yeledes could actually eat kachim. The night before, after sunset. Why? Because the Yeledes has something, a leniency. We don't pass in this way practically, but but Minatayra, when a Yeledes, right after she's, right after she's, um, right after she gives birth, for a 33-day period for a male and 66-day period for a female, any blood that she sees is not treated as neither. Which means there's a certain period of time where the, the Isser, Yeledes, is like uh, more lenient. So maybe because the Isser of a Yeledes, which is the Isser of neither, is sometimes removed right after she gives birth. So you would say that maybe your letters, you don't even have to wait until you bring a carbon. That's why you need both. By Azav and Yeledes to tell you that in all scenarios, when a person needs to bring a carbon, you're not allowed to eat carbonus until you eat, until you bring said carbonus. Okay. Fine. Pasuk says, Lomali. This is a Pasuk regarding a vessel that if a Sheretz comes in contact with a vessel, that the vessel has to be dipped in the mikvah, and you need nightfall to serve truma in that vessel. I mean, the same way you have to wait for nightfall to eat truma, you have to wait for nightfall to serve truma in a tummy vessel. This pasuk is referring to touching truma, meaning that a vessel is not allowed to touch truma until it has nightfall. Titania, as the Bryce says, the pasuk says that you need to dip it in the mikvah, that it's tummy until nightfall. You might think it's tummy until nightfall for everything, meaning... There's two time periods. There's going to the mikvah and there's waiting for nightfall. So one pasuk implies you have to wait for nightfall for everything. Vitaher. But then the other pasuk says vitaher, which means that you're tahar right away. Not for nightfall. Ivitar yachalakal tamla vitame. So basically you have a contradiction. It says vitame vitaher. One implies that it's mutter right away after the mikvah. One implies you have to wait for nightfall. So how do you reconcile? Okay, it's like I'm the the truma. Same thing. The same way maiser, you're, you're allowed to eat maiser shani right after going to the mikvah. So too, you're allowed to use a vessel right after the vessel goes to the mikvah to contact maiser. And the same way a person has to wait for truma, 
for nightfall. So to a vessel has to wait for nightfall to contact Truma. So the Gemara says, Eipachana, maybe it's the opposite, meaning, maybe the same way, meaning maybe we're more strict with Meiser than we are with Truma, meaning that maybe for Meiser you have to wait for the vessel for nightfall, but for Truma you don't have to wait at all. The Gemara says, no. We treat touching truma as eating truma. The same way eating truma you have to wait for nightfall, but eating meiser you could eat right away. So too for a vessel that became tame, and you want the vessel to touch truma and meiser. So truma you'll have to wait for nightfall, and meiser you're mutter right away. Okay? So this pasuk of kemayim, Yuva of the Tommy at Erev is a Pasuk telling you that if you have a Tommy vessel that you want to have a contact with Truma, you have to wait for nightfall. The Gemara says, Iba Yisema, the truth is, Negiyah the Truma Mehachanafka. There's another option of what the source that you're not allowed to have a vessel touch Truma unless it had nightfall. The Pasuk is the source of the Pasuk is that after a woman gives birth, she can't touch Kodshah. Now the Gemara explains this is a warning that she's not allowed to eat Truma until nightfall. Or perhaps the Pasuk is only referring to touching Truma, that she's not allowed to touch Truma until nightfall. How do I know what the Pasuk is referring to? So it says, You shouldn't touch Truma. And she can't go into the Mikdash. We're comparing the Truma to the Mikdash. Just like by the Mikdash, if you enter in the wrong place, in the wrong time, if you enter Tome, you have Kares. So to over here, when the pasuk says it's it's talking about the type of the type of uh, interaction that would cause chiv uh, karis. Meaning misa. Uh, meaning the pasuk is saying you shouldn't touch truma. There's two options. It's either talk about touching truma or eating truma. So the next part, uh, part of the pasuk talks about enter the bais Just like enter the bais can lead to kares. So to truma, we're talking about the type of interaction which will lead to misa, which is eating truma, not touching truma. Because there's no punishment of death for touching truma. Oh, so the pasuk you shouldn't touch truma is actually talking about eating. I so why does it say touch if it means eating? The fact that the Torah uses the lashon of touching it's telling you that touching is like eating. That just like eating, you have to wait for nightfall. So to touching, which is using a vessel, you also have to wait for nightfall. Okay, one more small sugya. And then, uh, to the end of the daf, it's going to be, a, I'm going to go through it very quickly. It's going to be talking about different types of uh, injuries to the testicles and to the, that part of the body that could define you as a p'tzuadak and a kurshufcha. I'm going to do it very quickly. Okay. Now, the Mishnah said, we know that if a person is a p'tzuadak, is not allowed to marry a woman, if he lives with a woman... It makes her puzzle, it's a lab, so it makes her puzzle kuhuna. So the Mishnah said that a tzuadaka can eat truma if he's a kayan, but his wife can't, because if he married her and he lived with her, then she's she's puzzle kuhuna. But, if he was married to her, and then became a tzuadaka, and then he became a tzuadaka, but he never lived with her after the injury, so she didn't do anything wrong, so she could eat truma. It means that she's allowed to be married to him, even though they can't live together. And and that marriage is enough that she could eat truma. So man tan Who is the author of this opinion that a woman who's in a marriage that cannot lead to intercourse is still allowed to eat truma based on this? So if you remember, there was a machleikus between Rav Lazar of Shimon and Rav Meir. If a kohen gadol is mekadesh 
an almana, can she eat truma? So, Rav Meir said no, because this is a marriage that's leading to an Avera, meaning, even though... Hold on one second. Recording stop. Recording in progress. So, according to Rav Meir, she's, a, she's not allowed to eat truma because it's a marriage that will lead to the Isser. The Isser is the intercourse. There's no Isser of the Kedushan. And the Kedushan is Typhus. But a marriage that we don't, that will lead to living together, which is in sin, does not allow her to eat truma. Rav Ozber Shemin hold that she could eat truma until they live together. So, so to over here, you have a Ptsuadaka, which is married to a person. He has the injury, they can't live together, but they're still married. And the Misha says that she could eat truma, so it's obviously following Rav Ozber Shemin and not Rameir. Because according to Rameir, any marriage that leads to, to sin... Is not the type of marriage that she could eat truma. Machloikah shenuya. Rav Elazar Shimon he. That's so. Our mission is following Rav Elazar Shimon, not Rav Meir. So Rav Yechon says no. I feel the time of Rav Meir. Shani halcha shikvar ochla. Rav Yechon says no. Even if follows Rav Meir, what's the difference? Rav Meir who says that in Almana to Kain Gadol she can't eat truma. That's because she never ate truma before. Meaning. It was a problem from the beginning over here. They were married for 10 years. She's eating truma for 10 years. Then he has an injury. So because she already started eating, we're going to allow her to continue. So even a mayor would be okay with her eating truma in this case. Or Velazar, Rav Velazar, Rav who does not compare the two cases, he would say no. He says, I don't care that she used to eat. What does it matter what she used to eat? Every basi soul that marries a kain and the husband dies, she can't eat truma anymore because she's a widow. And she doesn't have a husband anymore and she doesn't have kids. So why don't we say, oh, she was eating truma, so she can continue. What's the answer? He says, we don't say such a svar. Who cares what happened in the past? So to over here, if her mayor is against an almana takayin gadol eating truma, so she should be against an al-psuadaka eating truma. Rav Yechon, who counters, says, no, hasam paki kinayu, hagalai paki kinayu. Over there, Rav Yechon says, no, the difference is, a basi Yisrael who used to eat truma can no longer continue eating truma when her husband dies because her her, t- her, mail, her meal ticket, which is her husband, is gone. But over here, she was eating truma, she's still married, she didn't do anything wrong, let her continue eating truma. Okay. Now, from here until the end of the daf, like I said, I'm going to do it very quickly. Ezu Ptsua. Um, what is the Ptsua Daka, which is crushed, that prohibits a man from marrying any woman from Klaus, or also the call? Tanra Abon. Ezu Ptsua Daka, what's considered Ptsua Daka? Kol Shenivtu Beim Shaloi. Anyone whose testicles were wounded. Afilachas Mehen, even one of them. Afilunikvu, even if it was just punctured. I feel in even if it was dissolved. I feel even if part of it became missing. All these conditions will make you usher. Um, yeah. Whoever only has one testicle, he was born with only one. That's called a srischama vikasher. Now, srischama technically means someone sterile due to the sun, meaning. This is someone who became sterile by an act of Hashem through illness, rather than through um, uh, an injury. Now, a sris adam, yeah. So now the brisa, a sris adam, a sris chama, which is something that happens through more like a an act of God, is not a problem. So we're saying if you're born with one testicle, that's a sris chama. So the Gemara says. Uh, that's not exactly a Sushama. Sushama is not exactly someone born with one beta. who All it means is this the same. Born it born basically being born with a condition is not a Ptsuadaka. Yeah.
Yeah, one second. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it just depends on whether it happened to you through injury or you were born that way. Okay. The truth is, um, the Gemara on the second Amid is going to explain that even if it happened after you were born, but if it happened through an act of God, that's also, uh, we're a little, we're more lenient also. Okay. The Now, one of the things that cause of Sudaka, which means you can't have children, is if there was a puncture. As the Gemara says, does a puncture actually mean that you can't have children? There was a man who was climbing a palm tree. Go to the next page. And a thorn punctured the testicles. And uh, semen, like a pus, came out. But after that after that happened, he was able to have children. So you could see you could have children after a puncture. So the Gemara says, no. He actually couldn't have children. I.e. his wife had kids, so she was cheating on him. The Gemara says she was not faithful. Because Shmuel once said to Rav, he said, go investigate the children, because I don't think they're from him. Shmuel said, anyone who became wounded or crushed through an act of heaven is allowed to is allowed to marry. You're not considered a Pesuadaka. Rashi says, what's an act of heaven? Thunder, hail, or from birth. So anything, anytime that it happened from birth, or it happened mamish like an act of God, through thunder or hail, that's not considered a problem. Now, so I see in the bottom, art score brings out of the bottom. Um, it's apparently a machlekes or him. What happens if you had a disease after birth? See, it wasn't through thunder or hail, but it also wasn't through an act of man. It's a machlekes arishayinim of whether it's considered a p'suadaka. Okay. Fine. Vaiter. Amarava, how do I know this, that if it's an act by heaven, born that way, or through mamish, you know, an act of God, it's not a p'suadaka. Hayden to create a p'tsua, but like a ha-p'tsua. That's why it says p'tsuadaka, not ha-p'tsua. Meaning, if it said hapatsua, the one that's wounded, it would imply that the person was always wounded from birth. Meaning, like, oh, he's the one who's wounded. The fact that it says patsua, which means wounded, it means that it happened post birth. Another source, Masisantana, Nemar Layove Patsua, and Nemar Layove Mamzer. Malalambade Adam, Afkamade Adam. How do I know that Patsuadaka has to be not through the hand of God, it has to be through man, meaning an injury? Because it says Patsuadaka, and it also says Layove Mamzer. A same lotion. Just like a mamzer is through an act of man, meaning you can't, no one's, you know, you're not made a mamzer by God. It's it's through an act of, uh, you know, adultery. So to over here, but they all them, you need human interaction. Okay. Amrava. Now there's apparently three parts of the body. There's the, the there's the, um, there's the uh, testicles, there's the male member, and then there's these testicle cords that apparently bring the sperm. So the Gemara says, if any of those things are injured, it makes you a p'tzua daka. Amrav, a p'tzua bekulon, a p'tzua wounded in any of them makes you a p'tzua daka. Dach bekulon, any of them are crushed, makes you a p'tzua daka. Karas bekulon, any of them are severed, makes you a p'tzua daka. P'tzua bekulon, bein shenifzu agid, whether the member was ka- uh, was wounded, bein shenifzu bein, whether the testicles were wounded, bein shenifzu chute, beats him, whether the testicle cords were wounded. All of them and cross bekulon, bein shenichu sakid, bein shenichu sube, bein shenichu chutei bein. All of them make you a p'suadaka. 
here's the question. Pitsuadaka just means wounded or crushed. How do you know that it's talking about that part of the body? Maybe it means your head. Maybe it means that if someone gets a cr- gets a crushed skull, then you're not allowed to marry him. How do you know it's that part of the body? Well, the Pasuk doesn't say his children are usher. The fact that it doesn't say his children are usher is because you can't have children. So it means the part of the body that prevents you from having children. It must be in that place. It must be the reproductive organ. That's why it doesn't talk about future diaries. And he doesn't say, like, he's usher, but his children are mutter. It's because it's uh, it's the type of injury that will cause you not to be able to have children. So the Gemara says, well, wait a minute. Maybe it has nothing to do with that. Maybe it doesn't say that his children are usher because maybe it, it, it only asses him. Maybe, maybe it's the head. Or it's the, I don't know, the ear. A crushed ear, whatever. You say, so, so why doesn't it say his children are usher? It should say him, he's usher forever. Maybe because his children are not usher. Maybe 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 it's not, it has nothing to do with that part of the body. Maybe it's just him. I, so why didn't talk about his kids? Maybe his kids are mutter. What's that, Raya? The Gemara says, Dumi de Khrushchev. You're right. How do I know that Psuadaka means that part of the body? Is because the Pasuk equates Psuadaka to Khrushchevcha, which is a severed Shavcha. And Makrushavcha, Baisemakam, just like Khrushchevcha is that part of the body, is severing that part of the body. Afainami, Baisemakam. So to Psuadaka is that part of the body. Now, how do I know Khrushchevcha is that part of the body? Khrushchevcha, Baisemakam, whom? Now, how do I know that severed is talking about that part of the body? Maybe it's Fasi, maybe it's a severed lip. So the answer is Shavcha Ksiv. It's a part of the body that spills its liquid. So it can't be lips because saliva doesn't spill. But it's, uh, so it obviously is, is referring to that part of the body where there's spillage. Maybe it's the nose. You have a runny nose. So maybe a split nose is what the Pasuk is answering. The answer is it doesn't say a part of the body that spills it means a part of the body that is spilled due to injury a nose will be running whether you hurt yourself or not but that part of the body will only spill if there's an injury okay another source that this is talking about this part of the body it says and it says the same terminology regarding a mamzer, just like a mamzer is disqualified through that part of the body, meaning through relations, so too from that part of the body as well. Now, let's say instead of a puncture straight, it was a puncture through the through the member from the top, and then it comes out on the bottom. Is that a problem? Yeah. Uh, any puncture in the top of the crown of the gid is a problem. Okay? It said in the Mishnah that if there's a hairbreadth of the top of the atara, the top of the crown that's remained, that it's kosher. So the Gemara says like this. When we said a hairbreadth of the top of the body that's intact, does it mean a hairbreadth uh, along the the majority or the entire thing? Meaning, is the majority of around of it being intact enough? It does have to be entirely around, entirely uh, part of it around. Okay. He says it has to be the majority in the Klapiroisha that as long as it's on the upper side, the fleshy part. Uh, okay.
Anyone who wants to know more about this, you look at the art scroll notes. It's uh, okay. We're gonna do this quick. Amravuna kikul miskshera. If the male member is cut diagonally like a quill, it's kosher. But kimaris of psula. But if it's cut down the middle like a gutter, it's a problem. The difference is that when it's cut down the middle, then it's uh, the air, uh, the air, uh, cold air, I guess, goes through the whole thing, so it's like it's cut in my mission too. But when it's cut on the corner, it doesn't, uh, the air doesn't uh, prevent it so much. Okay? He says the opposite. No. He says, no, the opposite. When it's cut like a gutter, it's fine, but when it's cut on the corner, the diagonal like a quill, then it's a problem. Because high guarded, high low guarded. Because when it's cut down the middle, at least the, the, the sperm leaves the body in the normal way. When it's cut from the, and an angle apparently doesn't leave in the normal way. Okay. Alright. makes He says it makes more sense that if it's cut down the middle, it's a problem because the air causes it to be an issue. And if it's because Gridusa, if it's because of the 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 fact that when it's cut diagonally, the sperm doesn't leave out a normal way, it's the same as a spigot of a barrel. Okay. Um, but but kids are, even if it's cut diagonally, it's enough that it'll come out in a normal way enough that it's not going to be an issue. Fine. Either way is fine. But. He's not sure whether it's a problem in general if it's above, if it's at the top, or 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 past the the top part and and, and the actual shaft part. He wasn't sure. So pshit the The Gemara says it's obviously a problem if it's cut above the top. Because uh, if you if you think that it's a it's a problem even below the the fleshy part. Um, then even if the member was severed entirely, he would also be fine. Um, yeah, because if the top is intact, then it doesn't matter what happens uh, after that. Because we saw in the Mishnah, that as long as the top is intact, it's fine. And Ravina, who asked this question, which is trying to confuse Meremar. Okay. There was a certain incident in Masa where there was a male member's body part that was cut in like a gutter down the middle. Shafi Ravashi had a surgery, had him of surgery to shave off the sides so that it became like a quill and it became, and that's how he kashered it. He thought that it was fine. Okay, we're going to stop here.